It's Friday, June 1st, and this is Product Management Daily. Welcome back. We hope you are doing well on this Friday, and we thank you again for tuning in. Um, It's always good to um, get feedback from everybody and hear how uh, you are liking this. Uh, If you're not liking it, that's great too. We're always looking to iterate on the, the things that we talk about and the way that we produce this particular podcast. And that brings me to the topic for today. Uh, and we're going to talk about risk, uh, specifically it pertains to uh, innovation within um, organizations and startups. And this was inspired by um, a tweet from Alex Osterwalder, who is uh, head of the firm Strategizer. It's an outstanding firm. They do a lot of good work. They put out a lot of great content. And he is a great follow on Twitter. But he posted something this morning uh, entitled Four Innovation Myths That Need to Be Busted. One, great idea equals success. Two, innovation equals very risky. Three, innovation equals very expensive. And four, innovation requires technology. And then he says, in particular, two and three are a consequence of doing innovation the wrong way. Hashtag lean startup. And this, kind of, this, this was point for me. It was good timing because this week I have led... Uh, or at least been a part of three separate strategy alignment sessions here at Crema with various clients and projects. And um, I haven't done them that tightly before. And it was really illuminating for me because it uh, it helped me see the differences and the similarities between different kinds of projects and clients. And uh, there was a lot of variety between these, these clients and projects, industries that they're in the scale of uh, the company and the project that we're on. Uh, and so it was really, really helpful. And this, uh, this tweet from him actually summarized things really well. And so uh, I wanted to talk about uh, some, some things that we do here at Crema and a bit of perspective on risk as a whole. Um, so one of these, one of these projects, uh, it, it's a major, major undertaking for a medium-sized company. It's an, inter- it's an internal tool for them. And uh, there is a lot of hesitation inside the organization um, because one, it's a, it's a long project. It's a lot of money for them Two, it's a product that's core to their, their business function. And three, it's, uh, the tool influences how they are perceived by, uh, their customers and, and they're kind of, a, it's kind of a B2B tool, uh, B2B service. And so they have their own customers and then those customers have other customers as well. And so there's a lot writing on this tool and, so beforehand, what I did was um, I sent out an email, and we've done variations of the past, but um, this was a, a well-refined version, I thought. Um, and I asked some three questions ahead of our strategy alignment session. Uh, first question is, what will make this product successful in the market? Uh, and so that that's how we some metric. How do we understand the metrics uh, around how people are are using this thing? And this being an internal tool, there's not a market in the classic sense. But um, we need, we still need people to adopt it, and we want to understand people well enough to the, uh, so that they aren't having to hunt for other tools and, and hack their way through it. Uh, so specifically, how you, how will we uh, understand our users well enough uh, that we can make this exactly what they need? Um, the second question: What will make this project successful in the rest of the organization? So first question is about the product in the market. Next question, this question is about the project successful in the organization. So common themes that we see here 
are um, communication and alignment with larger business objectives and systems integration are common themes. Uh, and so we have to understand the, the broader context, not just the market. The market isn't the only thing that matters because this being a long-term project, we need to actually understand how to um, communicate the progress, uh, excuse me, communicate the value of the work that we're doing along the way because it might be a while before somebody in, in, inside of the organization actually sees uh, the progress that they're expecting. And so we wanna be aware of that and we wanna communicate that properly. And then finally, the third question is, what variables do we need to pay attention to that may disrupt or accelerate our progress? Uh, risks, ambiguity, potential changes, and fixed dates are common themes here. And uh, so the, the theme is, what is gonna make the product successful in the market? Two, what is gonna make this project successful in the organization? And then three, what variables do we need to pay attention to? And so the, the overriding theme or the underlying assumption of of these questions is that the work itself is not uh, is not the thing that matters the most. It's how this product lives and moves within a certain context and the factors that will affect us there. And so then what we do is we go through an exercise uh, that we'll probably get into uh, in a blog post or video or an, uh, another podcast even where we, we map out the responses to those questions uh, in our strategy alignment session. And we do that, we, we'd like to have people think of their answers and responses to those questions ahead of time so that we can get really thoughtful feedback instead of just in the moment, visceral gut reactions. Uh, for these kinds of rich, deep questions, uh, there's a lot behind them and it can take a lot for somebody to be comfortable responding to them in a way that uh, might put uh, might make others in the organization feel weird or or anything like that. And so we want to give them time to really consider that before we get into uh, too far into the project. Now, when we do this exercise, there are some pretty consistent topics that come up. Uh, there's all everything is always a matter of risk, especially for uh, uh, organizations that aren't used to doing something. Even if there's not real risk, there's perceived risk, and that's just as important, if not more important, to address gently and thoughtfully. And uh, some, some common themes of risk we find are time. What is the scope of, or the horizon that you are considering? Do you need to think more long-term or short-term based on investments or uh, work that you have or your runway in particular? Uh, what is this? And then the, the next one is scope. Uh, how widely are you exposed? Uh, how narrow is your target? Uh, that can affect how many uh, other factors will put your project at risk. And then values. What do you even what do you even value? Why are you doing this? Are you trying to just make a ton of money? Do you want to do good in the world? Do you want to uh, do things that intentionally grow your company thoughtfully and respect your employees? All these things can affect, uh, or all all these things are factors of risk and can influence how you perceive that. And so to, to perhaps be overly simplistic, uh, but maybe get your, get your gears going and uh, let us, let us know if you have uh, additional feedback on this or not. Um, but to address those three common risks of time, scope, and value risk themes of time, scope, and values, there are four ways to, to overcome that one 
uh, is context. Two is clarity. Three is feedback. And four is iterations. So number one, you've got to understand the immediate peripheral and even beyond context that you're dealing with. So uh, of the company, of the market, of your specific users, of your team, the technology stack, everything, uh, everything about this project. And that can help you. And you're not going to know everything. I bet everything you can dig into in a reasonable time frame. And that can help you. That can help shape your perspective. That can help provide you with new information. Context is absolutely critical to establish upfront. Uh, then the next thing is, is clarity. So that's clarity on which parts of that context you want to sit within, parts that you want to attack in terms of problems that you're trying to solve, and then making sure that everybody's actually on the same page with that. That can be one of the most difficult parts of any design and technology and innovation project is making sure that when we use the same words, we're actually talking about the same thing. It's very, very common occurrence um, in almost every project. Um, thirdly is feedback. So whenever you uh, make a decision, uh, especially one that affects the, the end product and the customers and the organization, get feedback on that. Uh, create small feedback loops that help you uh, help calibrate your next set of actions. If you don't get that feedback and you keep walking down a given path, chances are you're going to be off by quite a bit and then you'll have to backtrack and do lots of work and that's time wasted on uh, on things that actually don't matter. And one way that we like to get feedback here at Crema is lots and lots of iterations. So we, we like to work quickly and we work um, in sketches of sorts and we get feedback from our users, from our clients and from coworkers and from uh, people in the coffee shop and whatnot. Uh, we try to iterate quickly so that we can get feedback more quickly. Uh, getting feedback on the same thing over and over again isn't actually uh, that helpful. There's a, a pretty fast uh, law of diminishing returns that gets into play. And so um, respond to that feedback. Get the feedback and then respond to it quickly. Uh, so to sum up, risk is largely a factor of uh, time, scope, and values. Uh, among other things, of course, but those are three dominant themes that we find. And then overcome uh, that risk and the perceived risk by understanding the context in which you're playing, under getting a uh, sense of clarity between everybody on the team. And then thirdly, feedback. Make sure you install some feedback loops that are built into your workflow. And fourth, iterate, iterate, iterate. Continue making progress with your product that's informed by customers and clients and everybody else that, uh, that comes from these contexts. This episode of the Product Management Daily is brought to you by Crema, a 100% US-based product agency offering product strategy, design, development to startups and enterprises looking to scale their technology and innovation. Learn more at crema.us. So that's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in. As always, we appreciate you listening, your favorites, and your ratings. Uh, please, if you have any feedback, send it through. Uh, I apologize for going a little bit longer than what we usually aim for, but have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you soon.